This gospel message is brought to you by the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Hallelujah. I'm glad that I'm in the house of the Lord today. I hope you are. I pray that you will live here even with greater level of rejoicing in Jesus' name. Now, one of those very rare occasions in which the Lord seems to be leading us to do a series, uh, you probably know that week after week, the Lord gives us fresh word, and possibly because sometimes when he teaches us something one week, we seem to get it, we seem to, you know, get to the point in which we are able to cover all that we have to cover, but this week, I... You know, between last Sunday and this week, it became very obvious and clear to me, even though I gave you an assignment to take home. I don't, I'm not sure how many did the assignment, but um, I won't ask you today. I'll give you another week. Um, but so we will need to continue where we left off last week, winning by faith, part two. Winning by faith, part two. And I think there's no other year when we desperately need this kind of topic. Because there are many things the Lord wants to do. He's been repeating it unto me many at times. For instance, the prayer we pray today about the healing for that precious sister. You know, the corporate anointing in the house, the of faith joined with mine, is going to make it to happen. Because God has spoken that this year he's going to do a lot from the pews, you know. He said the pure and the pulpit, the pure is, I don't know where they made that demarcation, but that's the way they do it. So we need to be t- taught, we need to be guided, we need to be instructed concerning all these things um, so that God may use you more than ever before in Jesus' name. Now, we continue on our topic of faith. Now, faith is such, most people that teach on faith, I find it difficult to even understand uh, because it's such a difficult topic to teach sometimes unless God really breathes on it for you. But you see, in the time of our Lord Jesus Christ, my search into the Bible that Apart from his teaching on hell and heaven, there's no other one that was as widespread in his teaching like the teaching of faith or like his attention to faith in the life of people. And then if you scroll through the Bible, you will see many areas and points in which God mentioned this issue of faith. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 30 that I read unto you, Jesus Christ our Lord told them that, you know, they have little faith. So he was teaching them that, come on, stop being without faith. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 10, Matthew 8, verse 10, when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. You know, sometimes when Jesus is excited about something, you better be excited about it. You see, the problem with us is that we're excited about what Jesus is not excited in. You know, one day, somebody came unto Jesus, he said, my brother is cheating me over the land that we had. And Jesus Christ said, have you, have you reduced me to just somebody who will be setting quarrel over? He took my pen. He didn't take my pen. He said, I've got greater things to do. I've got better things to give you. And Jesus Christ said that the life of a man does not consist, what? In the abundance of what he possesses. And so Jesus Christ laid a lot of emphasis on faith because faith is what will purchase you every other thing you need. I beg of you, look for what thrills Jesus and let it thrill you. Whatever Jesus can't as very small, let it count it as very small. 
That is the key unto progress. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 31, Matthew 14, 31, and immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him one more time, Oh, you of little faith. Why did you doubt? And Jesus always confronts people whose faith is not up to par. He doesn't let it go because he knows that the lack of faith can be fatal. And I'll mention that to you later. And in many places, he made it known unto people that whatever they got from him, they got it because of their faith. And the phrase, your faith has made you whole, or your faith has made you well, or go in peace and receive what you want in peace in various forms, were strewn through the whole Bible. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 22, Matthew 9, 22, but Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter, your faith has made you well. That was the woman with the issue of blood. Two blind men that came unto him, Matthew chapter 9, verse 29. Then he touched their eyes, Matthew 9, 29, saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. The scripture cannot be broken. You cannot have it your way. I cannot have it my way. It must be the master's way. And to another woman, a Syrophoenician woman, not asking anything for herself, but she was asking something for her child or her daughter. Jesus answered that in Matthew 15, 28. Matthew 15, 28. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. One of these days the Lord will say unto you, O woman, great is your faith. Because he's working on you already. Amen. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. And I can multiply the example. I take one or two more. Where the Lord, even to Bartimaeus, that's what Jesus said. In Mark chapter 10, verse 52. Mark 10, 52. Then Jesus said to Bartimaeus, or said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. Last week we mentioned that you have faith already. You understand? You have faith already. And you're going to use that faith and key into it day by day. Because God has got stuff to do for you. One of the things that, let me just take one more. Matthew 23, verse 23. I know that's, I mentioned that already, but that's very profound for me. Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. Hypocrites. You know, a little child was asking me sometimes, um, was talking about church discipline. And I was saying, well, it's been a long time that, especially when we do church, we do it with wisdom now. Churches are larger than they used to be. And she was trying to tell me about, you know, I didn't know where she heard it. And, um, and so she, she was going on. I was explaining on to her whether it's needful, it's to help people if we have to do it. And, uh, but we do it with a lot of guidance and wisdom. And so I then say that, but he said, well, you, I said, well, Jesus actually distant people. And Jesus had harsh words for people. And this is one of the places I quoted for her. He said, Jesus had harsh words for those who are full of themselves. He said, what are you scribes and Pharisees hypocrites? For you pay tithe on mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law. What are the weightier matters of the law? Number one, number two, and number three, car. So faith is a weighty matter of the, of the law. Weightier than tithing. Better tithe if you're going to be blessed. Weightier than all the good works we do. He said, faith is a weighty matter of the law. <laughs> I beg of you. If Jesus says something is weighty, I'll go for it. Put the NLT there. It gives you another understanding of that weightier matter. Please, NLT, the New Living Translation, if you have it. You call it what? 
important aspects of the law. Important aspects of the law. So I'm using this as a foundation to let you know that what we'll be engaging in in the next few weeks initially may sound very boring because faith is hard to teach because it's not tangible. <laughs> it took a lot of convincing that the Lord said I will help you to communicate it. So we look at it from various angles today. And the disciples themselves, anytime they ask Jesus about questions on faith, he answered them. We've got quite a few things that I've written. Let me just take one or two examples before we quickly go into some of the things I need to share with you today. Disciples questioning in Matthew chapter 17. We read that last week. And they asked him, he said, Lord, how, you know, in verse 17, he told them how faithless they were. Then in verse 19 of Matthew chapter 17, then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? And he explained to them, why not? And in Luke chapter 17, he said, increase our faith. You have questions too, don't you? Jesus will answer them. I believe all the answers you need on faith is in the Bible. It's in the Bible. A great percentage of them, possibly 90%, is in Hebrews chapter 11. And we try and stick to Hebrews chapter 11 to answer most, if not all, the questions you have on faith. So, you had a wonderful time at the workers' meeting this morning when you asked about asking. So, unknown to me, so that's really what the Lord laid on my heart to use. We look at the what, the why, and the how of faith. So, the what of faith. Very strange, isn't it? Um, in, in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. Hebrews 11, verses 1 and 2. Please help me on the screen. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You've heard that said many times, haven't you? And uh, by the end, we'll go back to verse 2 later on. Um, just stay on verse 1, please, if you may. Very, very, very powerful but difficult to understand verse. The word substance that he mentioned there is actually in Greek means um, the opposite of hypothesis. It's hypostasis. And why, why am I doing this? I'll tell you the reason in a minute. Why, why am I doing Greek? I didn't study Greek, unfortunately. I wish I did, but I do search from the Bible, you know, from materials, Greek translation, because they give you an understanding. Hypostasis, upo means under. Stasis means settled or moving. Many people in medical practice, you know, and some other things, you use the word stasis. And people in physics as well, we use the word stasis. Stasis means something that is stationary, something that is settled, something that does not move. Whereas the opposite word is upothesis. Thesis means usually something that you have just proposed. So while hypothesis, which is something which keeps changing, because you said hypothesis about creation of the world has been changing. You know that. Yeah. While hypothesis is changing, hypostasis does not change. So the writers of the New Testament by the Holy Spirit, they were saying, faith is settled. It's something that is settled and not moving. And so you need to operate at the level in which it is settled. Somebody said it is settled. And do you know what you've been there many times? I was going to use biblical example. I said I will use your example. Examples from this house. We have something clicked in some of you. And you started doing things that you never could have done. You didn't know it was faith. I can give example for as many of you. One of you, years back, in this same place. Well trained from abroad. And also had more degrees to each other in the UK. 
got stuck in just a job that is far, far in the level of underemployment. Was just doing basic jobs, I think care job, and has been doing that for years. She was doing over and over and over. It was as if, you know, and someday faith arose. And she took all the timesheets for, for, her, for her care work. She did work, she taught them. Just at her CV. You'll be shocked where the Lord has lifted her now. High up there. Those are stories of faith. So I may, so when, what is faith? Quote that, that is faith. Quote many of your examples. One of you sometimes trusting God for years for a child. God is pregnant and then unfortunately miscarried the child. Painful thing, isn't it? Took time even to have your first pregnancy. And then after that, it then became, you know, a pain in the heart. And was weeping and crying. And the Lord said, don't worry yourself, the door is open. She's carrying her child now. Faith. And that is what faith is. One of you was sharing with, within the course of the week. Was in unemployment. And she, he heard a voice that said, resign now. And he resigned. He ran to me and I said, sir, what you mentioned last week, I've lived it. Submit before sense. Oh, you have forgotten that? Submit before. He said he submitted. Left his paper. But God didn't tell him what he was doing. And so the employers were flustered. They said, we can't lose this great person. We must retain him. Do you want more money? He said, well, if you can add more. And it happened to be just be a contractor. Contractors, you don't negotiate, do you? You don't have... There are many people outside that are waiting for Jobandia. And there he was, lifted from where he was. What was that? Faith. You understand now? That's faith. You've seen it close range. Many of you, you married based on faith. Don't let your faith fail. Not because... My wife was a bad person. I was a bad person. I married her on faith. She married me on faith. To the glory of God, the faith has paid off. All our lives is faith. I came to this country on faith. When I didn't know what I would meet. Did I meet opposition? I did. And asked me. I came to ministry on bigger faith. Was sharing with the, with the man of God that came yesterday. I was reduced to nothing. Debt right up to my neck. The day I was leaving London, I said, I'm going to Aberdeen. My wife must have shook her head. I said, are you mad? But what made a man do that? Faith. Faith. What made you not pack up and leave the country? A man called me from down south. He was here in Aberdeen for many years. And they've tried so hard concerning their papers. That should have normally been given. He was productive in the land. He's a choice person. And they chose an entrepreneur, all these visas or whatever. So hard. I was sitting in my office. I forgot about it. And the Lord said unto me, God has given you a sitting in this country. When God eventually did it, after so many battles, the man confessed unto me that he came to me that day. They were already about to click by on their ticket to leave the country. 
And even when I said, God, I'll give you a sitting here, they were still like this. It's shut up there now. God has opened the door for the wife, almost like six figures, he told me. What is that? Faith. You understand now? So no matter the amount of lexicons I can bring, no matter the amount of commentaries I can bring, the biggest definition of faith for me and for you is what we have experienced. You know what? We still have more to experience. We still have more to experience. Let me move away from what very quickly because they say that if the wire of a thing is known, if the why of a thing is known, then the what of it becomes easy. Always look for the why. And I think one of the things I mentioned to you this morning, when children are asking why, they are going through the right path in life. Because when you know the why of a thing, it will propel you, it will compel you, it will move you to do what you need to do. You agree with me? So we quickly look at the why of faith and then we will pray. Amen. Why faith? Why faith? Because if you know the reason, it will make sense unto you. If you know why God is insisted that we must have faith, then you start knowing that, well, there are no two ways about it. I must walk in faith. Why faith? Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. He said, now but without, but without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is God and it, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Number one reason why we must have faith and walk in faith because without it, it is impossible to please God. And please take note of this very clearly. A person who does not please God, who does not please God, is a displeasure unto God. May you not be a displeasure unto God. <laughs> Believe you me, there are some things, it's almost like a bad odor. Is that heavy? And thank God you have faith already. I keep reminding you, amen? <laughs> you just need to keep activating them, Amen? And Jesus Christ never spared them. When the disciples were not manifesting faith, he kept talking about how disappointed he was. In Luke chapter 9 verse 41. Luke chapter 9 verse 41. He was talking constantly about how disappointed he was. And Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and... Is that not strong words? faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and bear with you? Bring the son here. For every sickness that is not cured, that should be cured, for every deliverance that is not yet happening, that should have happened. Jesus is saying, oh, faithless and perverse generation. That's what he's saying to us. The whole bunch of us, the recipient and those whom God will use, all faithless and perverse. You know what perversion is? It's not a good word. Who said it? The master, not an apostle. And when Jesus Christ had those moments of righteous outburst, better take notice and see where you fall into that. That's why I must do everything in my hand. Wake up every day. My faith must be activated. I must walk in faith. 
How long shall I bear with you? Put the New Living Translation there again, please, for me. Let's look at that closely so that we drive that home. He said, how long must I be with you and put up with you? Like a woman is saying unto the husband, how long will I put up with your while I wear your trouble? You know, put up, how, how, for how long? I'm tired. Fed up with you. What's wrong with you? Is the church hearing what the master is saying? And help is available. And we shall walk in faith. Number two. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 2. As I said, we'll try and answer most of these questions from the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 2. Hebrews 11 verse 2. You can start from verse 1 again, please. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 2. For by faith the elders obtain a good, the old, old version says, a good report. Your report card in heaven and here on earth is going to be based on faith. Your report sheet. That's what they will mark you on. Because even those that walk righteous, and the Bible said, they walk righteousness by faith. Those that walk in humility, I will mention that down the line. Your report card will be based on what? On faith. When they are marking you. Don't answer the question they didn't ask you. Eh, but Lord, I didn't have faith. But I did this, I did that. If it was not, he even says somewhere, he said, whatever is not by faith is what? Is sin. Even my tithe that I'm not giving in faith, that I'm giving grudgingly, he said, what is what? Is sin. Whatever is not of faith is sin. Your card will be marked based on, I admonish you, all faith preachers that you can find, start listening to them, genuine ones. Genuine ones. The likes of late Papa Egan, preached heavily on faith. Kenneth Copeland has so many messages on faith, contemporarily, with passion and conviction and a lot of anointing. Bishop David Oyedepo spoke a lot on faith. So there are many people that are living life of faith, but God has not called them to teach faith. In this generation, even Wigglesworth didn't say, but Catherine Kuhlman says a lot about faith. If you, you must invest in faith. I'm investing in faith now. More than I've ever done. Because I've come to the point that if I don't operate at the level the Lord wants me to, I may not. Our dear Daddy Gio, not really more thought on faith, but that was not his calling. But if you're looking for someone who has lived faith, Ah, that is merely faith in our generation personified. Crazy stuff. But look for teachers who will teach you. Because your exam will be on faith. The marking script is on. Get good teachers. Extra morals. Evening study. Are you there with me? Ah, come on, Charo. You will get it. You know why? I need your faith. That's why Jesus was, and when he needed them, those funny guys, they were not there for him. I need your faith. You can't just depend upon, we can't just all depend, any, man, any anointed man of God, not even, at, not even at our own small level like this, the highest of them, you, Jesus Christ needed people around him to have faith. 
help me grow faith. Somebody listening to me. And you see an explosion in this place. Because it will join together. When he needed them in the Garden of Getsman, they were not ready. And he's been warning them. But one of the things he said about Peter, he said that your faith will not fail. That's what he prayed for. He said, say that Simon, Simon. He said, Satan has asked that he may sift you. But I have prayed for you that he will not sift you, no. I have prayed for you that you will be strong. Not even that. I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. Please, don't let your faith fail. We need each other's faith. Shall we grow? Don't get quiet on me. One of those days I've come with a sweetened stick. You know, using sugar cane to beat you. Just be eating the sugar cane at the same time. And you are feeling the pain. But we shall grow. Number three, reason why faith. Because faithless people are proudful people. Eh, really? They are. How about Christ chapter 2, verse 4? And I saw that in my private study. I said, Lord, thank you. You connected it for me. I didn't know it's in the Bible. Habakkuk. It's in the Old Testament. Read with me the first part of the statement. Behold, want to go. Please read it. When the Bible says, behold, behold me. So look. All right. Read very well with me. I don't want to sleep on me. Want to go. Behold the proud. His soul is not upright. Stop. Look at the proud. What is the problem of the proud? His soul is not. That is, his soul is full of things that ought not to be there. And anywhere you say but in the Bible, what comes after that? Contrast to the first part. You agree with me? And what is the contrast? Want to go. But. Who is the opposite of the proud? And how does the just live his life? That is the way. So anytime I'm not working in faith, pride is in my heart. I'm only saying that either God is not trustworthy, I'm only saying that my situation, I can handle it by, you know, going through all the systems of the world and I can put God in one corner. Whether you believe it or not, that is the deepest internal working in your heart and my heart. And God does what to the proud. He are them. He resists the proud. May God not resist you and I. He resists the proud. You know, that's my pet topic, pride and humility. Oh, and from every angle, I I can't sleep it. That's why you must have faith. Number four, because faith is the greatest asset given to man. It's the greatest. In Mark chapter 11, we mentioned that last week. We talked about faith being fungible. It's like a currency. Then, if truly and indeed... As it says in Mark chapter 11, 23 and 24. Mark chapter 11, 23 and 24. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Verse 24. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will 
You are loaded. We are loaded. And in the moment when we start praying, you will see what I mean. We are loaded. May it be that every one of us will attain fully to Mark chapter 11, verse 23 and 24. You know what I mean by that? Attain fully. Meaning that whatever things you ask when you pray, may you attain unto that. I pray one more time. May we attain unto that. Whatever things you ask when you have not attained unto it yet. May we get there. That any time you pray, whatever things you ask, when you pray. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 11, he said, for you always hear me. He said, thank you, O Father. He said, I said this not, but for their hearing, because I know you always hear me. May I get to the point of God always hear me. The truth of the matter, we are not there. You agree with me? Uh-huh. I don't want to fool you. I just tell you theory now. We are not there. Can we be there? Mark yourself week by week. Mark yourself month by month. Have a prayer journal. I asked 10 things this month. God answered 6. I asked 10 things. In February, God answered 8. Start dancing. Now that I asked 10 things in February, God answered 2. Mark your own progression from little to big things. As I'm going, let there be no traffic. Or as I'm going, Lord, I stand in the name of Jesus. I said the road is clear. And the road is clear. Mark yourself. The result of that child will be better. It's better. The behavior will improve. It's improved. That's how to mark yourself and mark your own progression in faith. We will get there. How many have we said? Number five, because growth in faith is meant to be the end product of all our trials and trouble. Because growth in faith is meant to be. God has wired all this trouble into our lives or allowed all this trouble to be so that we can grow. That is the long and short of it. So whatever you are going through, please see it as a process. Because when you grow in that, your life is not over yet. How many of you in this room are older than 70? More than 70? Maybe one person? Two, three? Ah, hallelujah. Good. 60 to 70? Okay, good. So 61 to So all together, 60 and above, you are like, how many in this room? I counted three, there are just three of you. So here we are, four of us. <laughs> I was going to say sadly, but praise God anyhow. <laughs> here we are. And yet, at those ages, if the Lord tarries by his mercy, we should still be able, those that are 60 and they should still be able to be talking of another solid 30 years. Ah, believe you me, I can do a lot in 30 years. Ah, you 50, you got a lot ahead of you. Ah, what's wrong with you? All this problem that, don't you know they are preparing you for a better tomorrow? Your faith has grown now. You will call it things to be, they will be. And so what's your answer? Save your life, your life is not wasted. God allowed those things to be so that you can be more productive in your end days. And sincerely with all my heart, 
Wigglesworth started as 56. 56 or 58. That means, if you call it 56, I'm only four years into my ministry. And I know I'm longer than that. Probably. So there's a lot ahead of you. Don't let the trouble of today worry you about tomorrow. Can I hear your amen? amen? Just growing your faith. It's preparing you for greater things ahead of you. It's preparing you for a stronger and a better tomorrow. And so shall it be in the name of Jesus. I was sharing with the guest minister yesterday, and it was a very powerful evening we had here yesterday on finance. And hopefully, you know, the surrogate may also come here sometime later to, to encourage us. Very powerful. And so I was so thrilled because he just kept asking me questions. Most of the time when people come around like that, I want to hear their story. And, but he refused. He just, he just wanted to hear more. And he encouraged me a lot. He said, guy, you guys are doing a lot here and all the rest of that. I said, yes, sir, it's true, but uh, we should have gone beyond this one. And so, and I was asking me stories about how we got this place and everything. I shared one of the stories that many of you knew, how we had no money. I went to Asda for retail therapy, and by the time I came out, the money was there. And I was telling him stories and stories. And, and I discovered that as we were going on this journey, whenever we have a bigger project to do, I fear less. Believe you me, the state in which we bought Stell Road, H. Stell Road, was probably worse than the state in which we even bought this place at this time, at that time. But I was fearless. You know where I learned my lesson? In those days. It actually is number 30, 29. That was the toughest. My bones were aching me. Shame staring you in the face. Wilfred was buried out, boarding with me for some I said, go and eat, go, just enjoy yourself. It's my cross. Let me carry it. But God came through. And now, when it comes to that area of life, my faith has grown. Are you somebody following me? And I apply that to other areas of life. That's the way this work. It's up for you to grow. And grow you will in Jesus' name. Let me conclude. Faith is a great ask from people who are generally very fickle. <laughs> you know, but God is a wonderful God. Because he promised in 1 John chapter 5, verse 3. 1 John 5, 5, verse 3. He said, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. Whatever he asks you to do, he will supply what you need to get it done. Amen unto that one. He will supply it. And so, when we are praying this morning, we will take what the word of God says, and we will apply it to what he wants us to do. And I'll tell you in a moment what we will do, but it's going to be a form of prayer. Remember the starting point. If you are saved, we mentioned last week, believe you me, you've got faith. Ah, it takes faith to be saved. Ah, huge faith. What are you talking about? All these things that made us to, to be saved, many of them don't make sense to the natural man. Ah. I don't know how will it make sense. How will it make, I mean, even close believers, they told some of us we've gone mad. It takes faith. The God you didn't see, you abandon your old ways. You, those days you start dressing funny. Your own time does not matter anymore. And really dressing funny. <laughs> and people were wondering, have you lost your mind? I, I, 
When I gave my life to I didn't give my life to all these happy, happy, jumpy things. Real hardcore one. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, it shows you are born again. This is what we need to talk to you before. <laughs> even after we've talked to you, I'm not even sure. And family members were worried, are you crazy? It took faith. They turn back now and say, boy, you are right. Boy, you are right. So starting from there, may I ask anyone in the house, if you know that you are not born again, I will call it as it is, no sugar coating. The spirit of the Lord is in this house. His presence is here. I'm assured about that. As soon as we rise up to pray, I want you to raise your hand unto the heavens and then we settle that because that is the platform on which you can launch forward. If you can scale that, because I don't know what is holding you back. Maybe part of all this, don't do this, don't do that, and it's part of being saved, definitely. When you're in Christ Jesus, there are some things the Holy Spirit will convict you not to do. If that is your problem, faith will come up in your heart. We call it saving faith. Somehow, you just find easy that, okay, yeah, I can go for that. Now God will help me. You mean not to change my CV or lie or, or do funny, silly, dirty things or whatever. I can live with that because God will back me up. So every one of us, rise on our feet, please. This rising is not the rising of faith. The faith must be in every aspect of your life. I beg you, that is not a rising of faith. Do you want me to take the chance? Because when you are your home church, you are your people. You are very free. You are able to express yourself because they know your heart. Shall we all please sit down again? I beg of you. Faith must permeate every aspect of your life. Shall we please rise up now? That's a little bit of rising in faith. Hallelujah. So the next thing we will do, as we are all there, all hearts focus on, focus on Jesus. Praying, Lord, we don't want to leave anybody behind this year. Paradventure, as I'm sensing my heart, someone is in the house. You're not really sure about whether you are giving your life to Jesus in the right way or you are saved. This is your hour. Lift your hand onto the heavens very quickly. We have business to do. We have business to do. You want to give your life to Jesus. I will just pray for you and that the Lord will turn it around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyone, anyone? Going, going, God. That's fine if there's no one. So we settle. Yeah, hallelujah. God bless you. Lord, touch that person there. And Ed Osha gets a slip in the hand of the person. I want to make it more personal later on. Thank you. Another person that please put a slip in the hand of that person for me. Jesus is Lord. Come on, put a slip. Quickly, ushers, during moments like this, you know, we're going to be walking seriously in faith now. And, you know, when faith is moving, you act in a typical manner. So pardon me if I act differently from my water because faith rises in you. Hallelujah. All right, so those two people that leave their hands, I ask Lord right now, Salvation is an internal work. Do it now, Lord. They've identified themselves and they said they want to be part and partakers of that glorious work that only you can do. Lord, their salvation shall be permanent. And we shall see the fruit of it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. All right, so how do we deal with this? My advice to you is that if God says, have faith of God, as he says in Mark chapter 11, verse 22, 
Mark chapter 11, verse 22, you will say, I receive it. Does that make sense? If God says it, what will you do? You will say, I receive it. Because that is what faith is all about. So we start with the first one. In Mark chapter 11, verse 22, he said, have the faith of God. We mentioned that last week, remember? Have the God's kind of faith. So you will stand on the word of truth. And we can pray it as a confessional prayer so that we can... When we're talking of faith, faith is excitable. Faith is strong. Faith, faith was what moved um, uh, Peter and John, isn't it? The man was leaning down. That was a very violent move, okay? I have the right man that can do that very well for me. The man was sitting at the... The man, <laughs> the man was sitting at the, um, at, the, at the beautiful gate, was he not? And Peter was all right, at the beautiful gate. Beautiful, quickly, quickly, beautiful gate. Hallelujah. And the man was going and going, ha, ha. And he said, and, he looked, and he said, the Bible said, and he looked at him, and he knew that he had faith. He said, silver and gold I have none. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. Faith is violent. Faith is violent. Rise up and walk. So we're not going to mess around. Where there's faith, you must do the necessary that you need to do. Your amen unto thy. Faith is not a graveyard stuff. It's a marketplace stuff. It's a violent stuff. So we're going to stand on the word of God for the five prayers. We pray very quickly. I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, your word says, if I have faith of God, all things shall be possible for me right now. I receive the faith of God. I receive it. He said, have faith. He didn't say if you have. He said, have faith. Have faith of God. Right now, it could be a command. It could be an advice. It could be a release. We take it to be all of the above. And if it's a release, I say unto you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, have faith of God. Oh, yes, Lord. I mention you in spirit by name, one by one. I command you now, have the faith of God that will launch you to where the Lord wants you to be. In Jesus' marvelous name, we are praying. If God says you have a faith as small as that of a mustard seed, you will say unto this mountain, be thou removed. And be cast into the midst of the sea. And in Luke chapter 17 verse 6. He said if you have faith as small as a mustard seed. You will say unto this mulberry tree. Be thou removed and be planted in the midst of the sea. Because mulberry tree planted in the midst of the sea. Will die by over consumption of salt. You didn't kill it. Circumstance killed it. So that's the faith you need to deal with your enemies. Be as wise as a serpent and as harmless as what? You don't kill anybody. You only uproot them and plant them in the midst of the And circumstance will take care. Hallelujah. So when God says that, what do you say? You say after me, in the name of Jesus, I have a small enough faith. 
And I say to this mountain, be removed in the name of Jesus. I have a faith small enough as a mustard seed. And I say unto this mulberry tree, be removed. Come and turn that to your prayer. I don't know what your mulberry tree is. Some of you, they've been giving you words that are a human agents that the enemy is using. Some of you, there are circumstances that has hindered you and are still hindering you. Stand on the word of God. I have that faith. I have the faith. It didn't say if you have a big faith. Our faith has, and he himself said, the master see is the smallest of all seed. I have it already. And I'm saying right now, unto the mulberry tree, I'm saying right now, unto the mountain, be removed and be cast into the midst of the sea. And it must be so. In the name of the Lord Jesus, be removed, be removed, be removed. And be cast into the midst of the sea. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus mighty name we pray if God says if you can believe all things are possible to him who if you can let me share the context of that place for you this was the man that you know the apostles have been trying to cast out the demon in the child. And when Jesus Christ came and he, and he went to Jesus, I said, Lord, I've tried. They can't cast him out and all the rest of that. And the man there put a very funny, actually stupid statement. He said, if you can do anything, especially when, let's try you too. Can you do it? And some of the version says, Jesus said, of course I can. Of course I can. But if you will believe, it's not even whether I can, it's whether you want to believe it. You will say, I can as well. You agree with me? I can. I can face any circumstance. I can have anything that God has ordained for me to happen. So what will you say? You say, yes, Lord, I can. Yes, Lord, I can. Hear the voice of the master. God says, if you can believe. Yes, Lord, I can. And I believe that all things shall be possible for me. Mention all those sort of things very quickly before we take two more prayer. Father, I can. If you can believe, I can believe. Can't you? Can't you? Of course you can. You can believe. It's a simple answer. Yes, I can. And the Lord will turn everything around for you. We are dealing with issues here right now. Mention the issues that you want the Lord to remove. Want the Lord to take care of. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. If God says, go, your faith has made you whole. What will you say? Yes, Lord. My faith has indeed made me whole. Isn't it? So let's take the word of God by saying, Father... In the name of Jesus, your word says, Go! Your faith has made you whole. I say, Yes, Lord. Your faith indeed has made me whole. Made me whole spiritually, made me whole emotionally, made me whole financially, made me whole. Your faith has, my faith has made me whole because you have promised me unto everyone is given a measure of faith. Your faith has made me whole indeed. 
It didn't say whether it's going to be small or big faith. It didn't say which kind of situation or circumstances. It just said your faith has made you whole. Whatever I brought in here today, I stand in the name of the Lord and I declare boldly and confidently my faith has made me whole. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26, said, I will give you a new heart and I will put inside you a new spirit. Receive the new spirit right now. Receive the new spirit of faith right now. And let it work for you. Lift your hands to the heaven with me. I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we stand upon this mountain. Because you have said the mountain of the Lord shall be exalted above every other mountain. And nations shall flow into it. On this mountain, as Elijah stood on Mount Carmel, I stand on this mountain with your people. And we decree in the name that's above all names. From today, from this moment, nothing shall be possible for us in the name of the Lord Jesus. As we say it, so it shall be done. As we declare it, so it shall be done. We are men and women of faith. And in faith we shall walk in the name of the Lord Jesus. May my Father quicken your heart. May he quicken your soul. May he stir you up with uncommon faith in the name of Jesus. You will walk upon the clouds. You will walk in your high places. When you speak, it shall be done. When you declare... Elements shall respond unto you in the name of Jesus. From today onward, walk in faith, walk in power, possess the nations, and let God be glorified in your life. That is why I stand in the name above all names. Every physical illness in faith, I declare you null and void in the name of Jesus. Every barrenness, I declare you null and void in the name of Jesus. I say unto you, mountains be removed, be removed, be removed, be removed, be removed. Mountains, mountains of unfruitfulness, mountain of retrogression, mountain of lagging behind, be removed and be cast into the city in the name of the Lord Jesus. I say unto you, more trees, more trees that has been dogging these your people for a long time, be uprooted right now. More tree be uprooted right now and be cast into the midst of the ocean in the name of the Lord Jesus. January will not pass you by. The counsel of the Lord shall stand in your life and you will return with your testimony in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you honor and glory. In Jesus' marvelous name we are praying. Hallelujah. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.